really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm going to be talking about a subject that has been coming up for me lately, something that I personally am working on, and that is healing old resentments. And I mean very old when I talk about this, not something that happened last year or last month, but old, old resentment that has been carried within for a long time. And it might even be resentment that isn't from our own personal lifetime, but resentment that's more collective or ancestral that's being carried inside. And here's why I think it's so important that we address this topic and really look at how do we heal this deep, hidden inner resentment. And it has to do with this quote that I saw um, a few weeks ago online, which talks about enlightenment. And in this quote, I'm not sure who it's by, it wasn't attributed to anyone, but It says, enlightenment is nothing more than complete absence of resistance to what is. I'll read it again. Enlightenment is nothing more than complete absence of resistance to what is. And what that is saying is if we resist the way things are, the way things have been, the way they've unfolded and where they are right now. If we resist that in any way, we are creating obstacles to our own ability to achieve enlightenment. And the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about change and transformation and what it takes to change. And reading this quote reminded me that it's really important to focus on the areas where we feel resistance inside. And and as as I've begun to look at that and looking at resistance and friction inside of myself, it's become very clear to me that I hold a certain amount of resentment inside that's been with me. I've carried it for my whole life, basically. Resentment about certain, certain things that have happened and maybe even resentment about just who I am or what I'm doing here. I'm not, I'm not sure how to describe that, but there's a feeling inside of things not being totally right. A feeling inside that I'm not totally good enough because something went wrong somewhere along the way. And there's there's a sense of resistance along with that, resisting what is and wishing things could be different. And that is the obstacle to enlightenment that this quote is talking about. So it made me realize that whatever I'm carrying a grudge about or whatever I feel resentful about from the past is a type of resistance to what is and to what has happened I know as I say this, I already hear it that some people will object to this. And this this happens all the time because some of us have been deeply traumatized in the past. We've been abused and badly hurt by other people. And anything that implies that it's important to get 
past our resentment and our anger about those experiences, it feels unkind, it feels uncaring. It feels like I have no compassion for someone who has suffered so much early on. And here, I'm talking about something I'm learning for myself, for where I am right now in my particular journey and what I'm working on, not necessarily saying this is where everyone else should be, and what everyone else should be working on. And I realize Um, The resentments, the pain, the grudges that some people hold might be far, far larger than what I've experienced. They may have much deeper, vaster hurts than I'm carrying. So I don't, I'm not saying at all that everyone else should be in a place of doing this particular work. Maybe this is something that comes at a later time and maybe it's for someone at a different place on their journey. So if you're a person who bristles at this, the thought of this, please know that I'm not saying this is where you should be or what you should be feeling. I'm talking about where I happen to be on my particular journey. And, um, I don't really know what another person's journey might be like, but I do resonate with this idea that where we resist what is right now in this moment, meaning we are also resisting something that may have come before, something that happened in the past, that is an obstacle to becoming enlightened. So for me, I'm at a place in my life where I'm ready to start working on that. I'm ready to start looking at these obstacles and what they are. So as I've said, I've, I've been looking deep within to find where I have resistance. Where is there friction? Where am I unhappy and just unsettled about the way things are or how things have evolved? And so I've been looking within and I've been uncovering a lot of these areas where I I've experienced a certain amount of resentment and they're stored deep inside. This is something I have to dive way down in in order to get in touch with. And oftentimes I feel the resentment almost in a physical way. It's a discomfort I can feel within my physical body when I begin to uncover it. So that's the kind of work I'm doing when I mean looking within. It's like literally digging down through my memories and into my into my cells almost to find where this resistance lies. Now, I've had a practice of doing a lot of cognitive work for a number of years now. I do a lot of contemplation and journaling. I work on some of these issues. I think about and write about things that have happened and write about how to become healthier and how to become more whole in my life. But what has become clear to me is that some of these resentments are stored in the very tissues of my physical body and that simply working cognitively on trying to release them may not be enough. And this was underscored this year when I read Bessel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score, where he emphasizes how all of the trauma we've experienced throughout our lives is really stored in in our it's stored physically in our physical bodies. 
and that doing cognitive work alone is not enough to get to those resentments. And it began to make sense to me why, in spite of all the work I've done with my journaling and forgiveness practices, I still feel like I'm carrying a certain amount of of pain resistance and resentment within me because it's stored in the body and maybe I have not been able up to this point to release it from the body. So as I've been doing this work, I started thinking about how can I do a better job of connecting with with these old grudges and resentments where they happen to be stored in the physical tissues. And, and I realize I actually do a lot of physical practices that's part of my routine every day. I walk, I do strength training, I do yoga, I listen to music at times. I haven't done enough of that. I'm trying to increase listening to music, but all of those are good physical practices for working on the stored resentment that's there. And so it occurred to me, I, I'm doing the right things with my body. I'm going through the motions, but I'm not making the connection, the connection between the physical activity and whatever it is that needs to be healed within the body. And it seemed so simple once I looked at it that, aha, I simply haven't connected all the dots. I haven't put together the cognitive work I've done with whatever discomfort is stored in my body. And I haven't figured out that I could utilize the physical work I'm already doing as a way to help me get in touch with what is stored in this physical form that uh, that I'm carrying around through the world. So uh, as I've thought about it, the walking that I do, I realized, and it used to be running, I used to run, which I loved, it was very therapeutic for me, but now I just walk. The walking I do is a really good opportunity to allow some of the, the old emotions, the resentment, pain and fear to allow them to surface a little bit because walking physically is a great way to just ventilate. It provides an outlet for the physical tension and the stress that's there. And so it's a great time to just release the power of that resentment that's being held and allow it more and more to come to the surface. But I have to be cognizant of it. I have to be aware of it. I have to set an intention and I have to be utilizing the practice of walking as a way of releasing some of this old tension and resistance and resentment that has been stored. So I think uh, for me, at least, walking is something I can use that can really help me get in touch with those deeper feelings that have been stored for a long time and allow them to come to the surface in a way that feels safe and in a way that doesn't overwhelm me because I will be walking it out and, um, you know, expending energy that, that will help me feel safer as I'm as I'm looking into these old wounds that are there. The second thing is strength training, which for me, I think I can use to strengthen my healthy self-esteem because a lot of these old wounds, at least for me, uh, come from having a low self-esteem, from not caring about myself enough or loving myself enough. 
And strength training, I'm finding, is a really great way of feeling positive about myself. It's doing something. It's like self-empowerment to be getting stronger and to be intentionally doing exercises that make my physical body stronger, but it helps me grow in self-esteem and a sense of being empowered and a sense that I can take things into my own hands I can grow, I can change, I can get stronger. So strength training has something really powerful to offer me as well. When I'm intentional about it and when I connect it with the inner work that I'm doing cognitively. And then the third thing I do, I do a lot of yoga stretches for flexibility and um, listen to music a lot while I'm doing the yoga. But I thought about how soothing and nurturing those practices are for the body. Like if I'm feeling a lot of muscle pain and tension, a yoga session um, will bring so much relaxation and relief into my body and help me alleviate that tension and help me stretch those sore muscles until the pain decreases. So I think I think any kind of stretching practice or maybe dance or slower movement and especially when music is part of it it's nurturing and healing and I realize that can be a good way of of focusing on healing the traumatized self and healing whatever within me is holding pain because in that yoga practice I focus on where is the tension, where is the discomfort, where's the pain within the body and have certain stretches and poses that I can do that help me alleviate that. So as you can see, these are the physical things I've already been doing every day. And simply by thinking about it and being intentional and connecting the dots, as I said, with the inner work I'm trying to do at the same time, I think I can make more progress. And this is, uh, I'm excited about it because this is making a lot of sense to me. So one of the things that was important to me as I've been reading and thinking about this is that, is that actually resentment and anger tend to be secondary emotions. They're not primary emotions, they're secondary. And they are, in a sense, covering up or protecting us from looking at what's really underneath the primary emotions, which are vulnerability, um, fear of not being good enough, damaged self-esteem. And at least for me, that's what's hiding underneath resentment and underneath the anger that I carry. It's really just fear and pain and a lack of self-esteem. And so if I get beyond the resentment and move deeper, that's what I'll find is that I need to love myself more. And so another component of doing the body work, the walking, strength training, and yoga is to do it with great love and self-compassion to be, to just embrace myself in a sense and say this, I'm doing this for love and because I love myself and I care about myself. And that's why I'm doing this physical work in order to soothe myself, in order to heal and in order to help myself grow.
And so here are some of the points that I wanted to make about this work that I'm doing that for me, the, the first step has been to embrace the deeper resentments that I feel and to recognize that there's something I can learn from them. And, uh, that's essential because the second thing is to not feel shame about having old resentments and anger. And uh, actually, for most of my life, I, I've had the resentments, but I've also had shame and guilt about feeling resentful. So it creates a vicious cycle, um, particularly when low self-esteem is at the foundation of all of it, is that I feel resentful, I feel ashamed that I'm resentful, which makes me feel even lower self-esteem, which makes me more resentful, which makes me feel more shame. And I've talked about this before, the shame cycle or shame spiral that can happen when we judge ourselves and when we're so harsh with ourselves. So the second important thing as I'm embracing the resentment that I feel inside and the resistance that I feel inside is to is to alleviate any shame or guilt or blame that I feel and try to replace it with just curiosity. I just want to understand what's there and why it's there. And and I want to hold it and work with it and work through it rather than rejecting it or trying to shove it away or, or pretend that I don't have it. Or again, judging myself for experiencing the resentment in the first place. So embrace the resentments without shame. That's essential. And to remember that the thoughts that go through my head at times are not facts. Because as as we know, thoughts can be wild. They can come from any place. They can course through our minds. We can think all sorts of things. And I, especially for me, particularly self-negative, self-deprecating thoughts, they're not facts. They're, they can provide me with some information of what's coming up with, within me, but that's, they're not truths or facts that I need to believe. And so any random thought that comes through my head does not have to be taken seriously in the moment. I can, I can do better than that. I can have intention, intentional thoughts, and I can do cognitive and contemplative work that will lead me to productive thoughts of truth that I can actually work with. But the random thoughts that rush through my head, I don't have to treat as facts. The next step for me is to use resentment as an ally in my healing. So I'm actually turning it completely around instead of saying resentment is the thing that's preventing me from being enlightened to actually say, oh, resentment when it arises and when I feel it, that's really helpful because it points the way to the wound. And again, as I've discovered, the wound is actually a vulnerability. It's a fear of not being good enough. It's damaged self-esteem. And wherever resentment gets triggered, that's a sign that there's a wound underneath and that there's something deeper that needs to be looked at. There's pain, there's fear. So in this way, the resentment itself can be an ally in my healing. As I said, it's pointing the way. Each time I get triggered, 
it shows me where the wound is, where to look, where I need to go deeper. And that's really powerful to have these little guideposts that tell me where to do work. The next uh, aspect, and it's a tool for me that I use in various ways in my life, but that I want to apply here is to be able to use the galaxy view. And that means to stop wherever I am, especially if I feel triggered and try to take a step back and look at the whole picture of what's happening. And that would be being in the witness state where I can, I can view the situation that's happening right now. Um, what has triggered me? What am I feeling inside? What is arising and coming up to the surface? And look at it all and take it all in. Once again, with curiosity rather with, than with judgment and shame. And simply allow all of it to be there. All of the emotions, whatever they are, anger, resentment, a fear of being rejected, what, whatever, whatever is arising, I can allow it to be there, especially when I take that step back and get into the galaxy view where I'm looking at it from above and not, not allowing myself to just be caught up in it and influenced by it, but using my higher self to look at it and reflect on it. So taking the galaxy view is the next important step for me. And then finally, remembering to use my breath because deep breathing is a perfect response whenever emotions get get triggered. It's a perfect thing to help us calm down again and get grounded once again to just stop and take a few deep breaths, particularly the kind of breathing I've described where the exhalation is held longer than the inhalation because that triggers the relaxation response and helps us get into a calmer state so that while we may have been triggered in the moment, we don't need to act out of the, the emotions that are triggered. We can simply be with them and be calm and be the witness, take the galaxy view and observe that these emotions are present. They got triggered, but they're coming from someplace deeper. It's something deep that I need to work on and look at that's painful inside of me. And I also need to love that part of me. The clear thing to me is that wherever there is this kind of resistance and resentment, there's a lack of self-love because when we love ourselves enough and we see ourselves as okay as we are, not perfect, um, not great at everything, but we see ourselves as, as whole and complete as we are with our flaws and our shortcomings then we're far less likely to be hurt by another person's rejection or another person's judgment or or criticism of us so the more the more whole we are within and the more, more whole our our concept of self is the greater our ability to love ourselves is the less likely we are to be triggered by another person or to be holding on to resentment so hand in hand as we look deep inside at whatever has been stored from the past we need to bring the love with us into that space where we're observing our own resentment our own trigger issues whatever pain it is that we're carrying and 
we look upon it with curiosity, but also with love and compassion, not with judgment, not with shame. So that is how we bring ourselves back into alignment. And that's how we gradually begin to reduce the resistance inside of us to what is. And I, I really love thinking about, about it this way. I like the word resistance in a way. It's uh, less of a pejorative to me than resentment. And so as I, as I look at myself and think, oh, there's an area of resistance. That's an area of tension or hesitation. It's a bit of resistance let me look within and try to understand why it's there and what, how can I use my plan here to do body work and breath work and self-compassion work and bring all of that to the surface and allow it to, to heal. So those are my thoughts on working with resentment as a type of resistance within us and how we can gradually make it better and better as we work our way toward enlightenment. And I hope that's helpful to you also as as you listen to this episode. I'll remind you about my book, The Journey from Ego to Soul, which talks a lot about the ego and some of the challenges it presents to us as we're trying to grow spiritually, including some of the traps the ego can set for us, and how we need to be constantly aware and recognizing the presence of ego in our lives if we want to move um, beyond and transcend the ego and live a life that is guided by higher consciousness. So that's the journey from ego to soul. And you'll find it on Amazon, or you can have uh, bookstores order it for you as well. And I encourage you to take a look at that book. Also, if you would like to support this podcast to help keep it on the air, you can go to eoluniversity.com slash support. And there you'll find three different ways you can make a contribution that will help me defray the costs of creating my podcasts and YouTube channel so that I can keep producing content like this for you. And until we're together the next time, take care. Remember, we're here for love. So face your fear and your deep pain and resentment and resistance, whatever that may be. Be ready for whatever life brings your way and love each and every moment of your very precious existence. Bye-bye.